This is a Federal News Network podcast. Welcome to Ask the Chief Information Officer on Federal News Network. Now your host, Jason Miller. My guests today are Rona Bunn, the Acting Chief Information Officer, and Doug Freeman, the Director of Digital Strategy. Both are at the International Trade Administration in the Commerce Department. Rona, Doug, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, thanks for having us. So this is one of those interviews that have been a long time coming. Three of us got together, I would want to say, for a panel discussion a couple months ago. And, and Doug, you gave us a little bit of a preview at the time of a new website you guys were launching. So that's part of the reason why we're talking today. But I think there's plenty of stuff going on. So let me first start with Rona. International Trade Administration, just in case if people aren't quite familiar with what your mission is, what you guys do, just give me a sense of, of that and, and give me you know, the, the top level review of what the ITA does and is. So at the International Trade Administration, we strengthen competitiveness of U.S. industry, promoting trade and investment, and we ensure fair trade through the rigorous enforcement of trade laws and agreements. And we work to improve global business environment and and help U.S. organizations to compete at home and abroad. All right, that's the perfect uh, elevator pitch, right? I understand <laughs> exactly what you all do perfectly. Well, but uh, And so you as the acting CIO, Doug, as the director of digital strategy, how do those roles kind of help promote, ensure fair trade, work to improve global business environment? Rona, why don't you start with, with kind of where you fit into this, the broader organization? I run the, the IT organization, and we are not just really a typical IT organization. We actually provide the solutions that enable the mission through automation of the things that drive the programs of ITA. And, and Digital Strategy, which is a new organization, uh, is there to make sure that we are, are, are able to, to enhance our client experiences and, and look at new ways in which we can engage them. And I'll let Doug uh, take that and expound upon that a little bit. Yeah, I really think about ITA's vision of fostering economic growth and prosperity through global trade. You know, we, ITA offers a lot of content, services, and products to really help businesses, again, achieve that economic growth and prosperity through global trade. And, and digital represents a key channel in which they can interact with those content, those services, those products. And, and in turn, then from an omni-channel perspective, then also then further connect into obviously the incredible uh, human resources that we have uh, through offices, both here in the U.S. and around the globe. And so digital really is a, it's a key sort of front door, if you will, a key way for clients to come in, interact with those services. And in terms of the digital strategy group within technology services and innovation, how we deliver those experiences, continuously improve them is obviously key then to really carrying out that the vision and the mission for ITA. Considering the globalization, considering how things have changed when it comes to trade and the global business environment, so much is digital these days. You guys have got to have the tools and the capabilities necessary to promote that. So that's actually a great segue into uh, ITAs and the technology priorities. Uh, So, Rona, you start with uh, what are you guys trying to get done? What's on your to-do list over the next six or nine months? From a technology perspective, you know, we as TSI, we remain committed to supporting ITA's mission. And we have a, a strategic plan that's built on five goals. We're uh, strengthening our mission delivery capability. We're protecting the enterprise. We're managing IT resources efficiently, maintaining operational ex- excellence, and, and very importantly, cultivating a future-ready workforce. So specifically related to strengthening our mission delivery, We're focused on wrapping up a two-plus-year effort to modernize our legacy platforms and the applications that are associated with those platforms. 
Um, and we're also deploying new, innovative, more cost-effective, seamless, extensible capabilities that position ITA to rapidly implement new ways of delivering program offerings. When it comes to managing efficiently, we're stepping up the use of our automation and our IT management and IT management processes. We've implemented self-service for our internal user community, um, and we're maturing that piece every single day. And that's enabling us to deploy resources to focus on more impactful and innovative things, and as well as user adoption. And we're heavy in, in solutions development. And we manage over 50 applications, which support 300 plus products and services. So we're rolling out new DevOps tools that will ensure that we have integrated and seamless processes across the uh, TSI organization to deliver those solutions. We're also working to get to a mature implementation of technology business management so that we can gain new insights on cost and the value of services, which is critical for us to ensure that we're making the right investment. All right. There's a ton there to unpack. Let's start at the beginning. You mentioned about the two-year effort to modernize legacy platforms and applications. Go ahead. Say it, Rona. You're moving to the cloud. That's my guess. Am I right? No, we're already in the cloud. You're already. So, so what's so talk about that modernization of legacy platforms and applications. See, that's my that's yeah. my go-to. I was I just assumed you're moving to the cloud. So walk walk me through what that means. Yeah. So we've been in the cloud for for, for several years, uh, but we are really moving things around. And so we have a lot of legacy dis disparate kind of uh, platforms for data and for for doing payment management and servicing our clients. We are modernizing those technologies. We've really, we have a great solutions engineering team that has developed a roadmap to enable us to get those things to uh, work integrated. And so some things that we're looking at, we're creating a, a new customer portal functionality, which has an architecture that, that really plays with all of those things, our payment services, our events management services. And that's going to enable us to be able to rapidly get to new offerings when we have new uh, things that we are required to do at ITA. The other piece of this is uh, you said you're, you're kind of almost done with it. Um, roughly, is, is that where those 50 apps come in and those 300 products and services? That's part of that modernization or is that even separate from this two-year effort? Oh, that's actually part of the modernization. We've been doing over the past year or so, we've been building up those new enterprise capabilities. Uh, and as they begin to roll out those applications that reside on those platforms, we've been modernizing the front end and integrating it with Doug's new uh, web presence and customer experience. And we're going to get to Doug in a second. So Doug, don't, don't think we forgot about you. <laughs> the other piece of this I just want to touch upon is if you guys are already in the cloud and you guys have moved to the cloud several years ago, is this modernization effort a little easier? Or is, it, is this a matter of looking at which applications can move to the cloud and then modernize them once they're in their cloud? Are you modernizing before they go to the cloud? Give me a sense of the process. Because I think a lot of CIOs are in, are in a similar boat as you guys. They're moving things, but they have to make that decision, go or no go. Yeah, actually, all of our applications were already in the cloud. We don't really have anything that we are managing on site. They were already there. Because they were disparate and not really, we kind of stood them up and as we needed them, maybe rushed into deployment a little bit years ago because we had to, they were disjointed. And so we took the time to actually 
take a look at what we needed, where we needed to go in the future and to build those modules out that would integrate those things. So the applications that are on there, on the older, you know, legacy platforms, Lotus Notes, things like that, we are moving over to those new platforms that exist in the cloud. So we're going from cloud to cloud. And it made it a whole lot easier, I would say, from an implementation perspective. When we talk about cloud, one thing that people bring up is the, the moving from cloud one to cloud two, and whether it's you know AWS or Microsoft or Google or IBM or whomever, that can be challenging. Is, is that something you guys have, have seen that, hey, if we want to take this application and move it from one cloud to the other, that is harder than we thought? Or once you're in the cloud for, for the most, for most things, it's, it's you're in the cloud and it's, it's not a huge lift to go from one cloud to the other. Or I guess the third option is you're not moving from one cloud to the other. You're just staying in that, that same cloud, but you're doing something different with it. We're actually doing some of both. You know, I was telling you I have amazing security engineers, but I also have great platform engineers that really understand this stuff. Thankfully, vendors have made it pretty easy to be able to be cloud agnostic. So our engineers have really focused in on getting, making sure that we get those tools. Sometimes we have to use third-party tools that will enable us to move certain functionality. You know, my team, they make it look easy. So I, of course, I'm not pushing buttons, but uh, I don't recall that there were any really big gotchas that delayed us or had us stumped on how to get there. They've been able to really do that efficiently and deliver when we expect it. All right, good news to hear because I think there's a lot of concern about, again, moving applications and and services from one cloud to the other. Rona, Doug, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we can kind of continue down the path and get Doug in the conversation to talk about some of, as you talk about your priorities. My guests today are Rona Bunn, the Acting Chief Information Officer, and Doug Freeman, the Director of Digital Strategy at the International Trade Administration in the Commerce Department. I'm Jason Miller, and you're listening to Ask the CIO on Federal News Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Ask the CIO on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Rona Bunn, the Acting Chief Information Officer, and Doug Freeman, the Director of Digital Strategy at the International Trade Administration in the Commerce Department. Now, before break, Rona, we were understanding a little bit more about your priorities, and I just want to touch upon one more, which is, well, several more, but one of them specifically is about the way you guys are managing resources. And you talked about you know, improving your IT management processes and really ensuring that the employees, the non-technology employees, I guess, of ITA can have a self-service option, if you will, to deal with if they forgot their password, if they're having other kinds of challenges. Talk about that effort. And when you say self-service for user community, walk me through what you guys have done. So we've implemented ServiceNow. Um, we've had ServiceNow, but we've in- implemented some upgraded uh, capabilities which, yes, also it allows our user community internally to um, request services. Uh, Also to, um, if they're having some issues, they're also um, able to search the knowledge base. And that's the thing that we are really focused in on. Our users, we have, of course, you know, we are a, a global organization and we have users that are accessing our systems 24 hours of the day. And so sometimes there aren't opportunities for them to uh, get to customer support right away, but they like to be able to search on their own and to be able to solve problems on their own. So we have really matured our ability to create knowledge-based articles. Uh, We've we've put in processes in place. 
from the uh, customer support team. They are uh, populating the database every single day on new things, and it's, it's enabling our customers to get on-demand support, which is critical for them being able to move forward, especially in this environment uh, right now where we are separated from an on-site premise, uh, uh, premises. It's amazing how self-sufficient people come become when they have to be, right? Uh, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I have to solve my own problem because I just can't go down the hall and knock on Rona's door. All of a sudden, I, I, I can figure things out. <laughs> we haven't talked about user adoption yet, but uh, it certainly helped with our user adoption metrics <laughs> right away. <laughs> Important things, though, you know, get, getting people to change habits. I want to bring Doug yeah. into the conversation. Rona talked about kind of the internal customer, if you will. You led the development of a new website for ITA and really focused on the customer itself. Walk me through a little bit about that development and launch of ITA's new website. I love what our uh, acting undersecretary, Simsar, said, uh, was quoted as saying in the press release at the time that we launched our website, his quote was that the most exciting aspect of the launch is the fundamental change in how we do digital at ITA. And went on to sort of talk about how ITA is looking to the future and making digital advancement a fundamental part of our business. And I I think that really dovetails well with, you know, in the technology services and innovation group that that Rona leads. Uh, When we think about digital transformation, you know, we like to talk about it being sort of our ability to rapidly adopt technology and business processes to essentially consistently optimize our experiences to serve our clients better. And so, you know, the, I think the exciting thing about the launch was uh, it wasn't just about the successful implementation of best-in-class technology, which obviously was a key part of it, and we're happy to report happened in less than nine months. So it was an incredible effort by the team to do a tremendous amount of work in a short period of time. But even more so, really, it was really about, I think, even more so evangelizing digital transformation as a whole across the organization. And and really collaborating with teams to think about new and in ways, innovative ways about how we digitally serve our clients. And following the launch just a few short months ago, uh, we're already starting to see some incredible examples, uh, really with changing how we do and how we execute digitally. And just for instance, a, a couple examples I'll give you. Uh, you know, we had a digital publisher recently who was able to make some important updates to the site in just a few minutes from their mobile phone while on the move. And and obviously the the important point about that is the speed with obviously which we can get the important information out to our clients to serve them better. And so, you know, that was a a great example of kind of how we're changing how we do digital or uh, another great example is a new weekly process we have in place where quality reports on the site are produced and distributed to a team of dedicated publishers who then take action to address those issues that might in fact interfere with a great client experience. And so, I think we, you know, with this great new technology we have, and it's really exciting, but I think the how we're also changing as, a, as an organization, how we approach serving our clients digitally, we're really going through as big a change there as well. And so it's, it's exciting to sort of see that, that evangelizing, that changing of hearts and minds really taking hold throughout our entire organization. And so, uh, so it's, it's been an exciting process, the development and launch of this new website. Take a step back for me and help the audience understand a little bit. What did your old website look like? What's the big difference? Is it, if you're already in the cloud, you're already in the cloud, but what, what did you do differently? Previously, we had a, a pretty uh, sort of, I'll call it segmented approach 
to the market where we had multiple different websites uh, that represented different multiple areas of our business. And the experience across those different websites, if you will, and those different experiences didn't always align. And we weren't always executing, I think, as, as well as we could have in terms of keeping our content updated, ensuring that we didn't have duplicate content. And so we had this sort of experience, uh, this kind of multiple different experiences that didn't always align, uh, weren't always keeping up to date with the most current content or avoiding duplicate content. And so often that could lead, you can see that the situation that could lead to kind of confusion and uh, some difficulties for our clients in terms of navigating the full breadth of the content and products and services that IT offers. And so a big part of this uh, new development and this relaunch was really bringing that all together onto a single uniform platform uh, where we can now deliver one seamless user experience out to our clients that really where they can interact with the entire depth and breadth of all of our products and services and content and you know and ultimately be able to get very quickly to what they need to help them in their business and for us to fulfill obviously our vision with a growing economic prosperity through helping them and and then in turn it allows us to then really implement things like a whole new analytics platform so we can really be uh, data driven in terms of our management and our develop and our development decisions and so um yeah it, it was really about taking these disparate experiences and bringing them together in a very uniform and unified fashion let me bring rona back into this because one of your priorities you mentioned at the top of the discussion here was around operational excellence and i think this plays right into that strategy that goal for the entire ita when it comes to technology walk me through a little bit about how you from your perspective you worked with doug and you supported doug's efforts to to modernize to improve the web presence typically when we, we were talking about operational excellence it is across all of of i of tsi and certainly we have to help you know ita be that as well and so this whole implementation is giving the organization as a whole the ability to um, streamline their processes do things that are repeatable and that always uh, will result in something that it can be expected and can be relied upon, making sure that things are available, just like Doug said, making sure that we can get people what they need when they need it, uh, and that, has, that gives them the confidence to come to us, ITA, to look for the things that they need to be able to increase their prosperity of their organization. And also, internally, it is given the ability for the programs to truly manage and see how well they're doing with regard to being operationally excellent. And of course, that excellence means that the things are in the places where they're expected to be seen, that people are actually staying on the page and really consuming the information that's out there, that we don't have broken links. And I would, I really would like to kick it back to Doug and have him talk a little bit more about that because that is critical. And those are some of the things that are driving the success and the, and the hunger for, from our uh, business partners to use these tools. Ron, I'll, I'll pick it up from there and just say, I think that's, that's exactly right. I think we obviously, everything we're doing here is focused on the client. And, and so that commitment is reflected well in, honestly, the office that I'm now leading, the Office of Digital Strategy. This is actually a, 
relatively new office that was just stood up at the beginning of last year and has specific responsibility for stewarding ITA's digital client experiences, in fact, including our alignment to the 21st Century Integrated Digital Experience Act. And it's a team that's staffed with digital client experience experts, design and communication experts, analytics experts that really are ensuring that the voice of the customer and the client is factored into everything that we're doing. And this, you know, this transformation as we think about how we change how we approach digital. And, and to Rona's point, a big part of that uh, has really been, again, around our data-driven uh, decision-making now. Um, and and uh, Rona kind of referenced, one great example that Rona referenced is uh, around broken links. So we know that broken links and misspellings on a website can really detract from the client experience and their ability to consume the information and and move forward. And with this new platform in place and new, a whole new suite of analytics tools, we're able to really dig in and understand what those uh, quality issues might be on our site. This process that I mentioned earlier about kind of weekly looking at those, assigning those, and moving those through, what we saw was just in the first uh, two to three weeks that we had that process running, we immediately decreased our broken links by about 97% just within the first two to three weeks. And of course, now we're staying on top of it. And so, and we're seeing kind of the same similar results on misspellings. And so, you know, for the, for the business, it's been a great kind of collaboration to one, have the technology and the tools, but then also to collaborate from a process perspective uh, to again, just how we operate and how we analyze the data, act upon the data, then to directly improve the client experience has been has been really positive and, and really impactful. It, it sounds to me, both the external work that Doug is focused on and even some of the internal work that Rona is focused on is really all about building that trust or keeping the trust high. Uh, I think Doug, as you said, simple things like broken links, you go to a website, you expect to click on something and the link doesn't work and it's a frustrating it, and it creates a, if you will, well, that that's typical of that agency or that's typical of that organization. And it, you know, even if it's an accident, people don't seem to kind of recognize it. Has a lot of these initiatives been about that trust relationship with the customer, if you will? Yeah, certainly we want to preserve our reputation. You know, even though we are a government agency, there are other places where people can try to get the information. But we're here to help, you know, U.S. businesses to be able to to trade. Uh, internationally. And so we want them, it, we, we must have that in order for them to be successful and for us to help uh, the United States to grow the economy. So it's very important that we are, our reputation is sure that we're accurate and that they can get the information that they need. Doug, you want to add anything to that? No, I, I think that's uh, that's well said. I mean, I think we're, you know, it's. I like to think about uh, digital as it really has to be a representation of, of, frankly, the incredible expertise that lies within ITA. I mean, we have obviously some of the world's greatest experts when it comes to export and trade. And, and so digital has to, to your point, uh, Jason, I think, you know, broken links, misspellings can really, if left unattended, they in fact are misrepresenting the incredible talent and expertise that lies within ITA. So we want digital to be the best representation of ITA that it can be. And I think to your point, that's when clients then can uh, can not only trust, but I think more importantly, really then want, want to more deeply engage uh, with what they need to move their businesses forward. So, and how we can help them. So um, yeah, and, and we're, you know, and as a part of I think I'd be remiss without also mentioning 
as a part of that too, on our new analytics and this new launch of this new website is also about putting in, uh, I think, all new kinds of ways that we are testing with our clients and gathering feedback from our clients so that, you know, we're not just fixing broken links and misspellings, but everything that we do, every improvement that we make, every new feature that goes on the side, every page, that we have that continuous 360 degree circle of communication with our clients so that we can understand, again, what's working for them and what might not be working for them and make sure that we, every single day, we're optimizing those experiences for our clients. All right. On that note, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we can dive into some of those data analytics you mentioned, Doug. My guests today are Rona Bunn, the Acting Chief Information Officer, and Doug Freeman, the Director of Digital Strategy at the International Trade Administration in the Commerce Department. I'm Jason Miller, and you're listening to Ask the CIO on Federal News Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Ask the CIO on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guests today are Rona Bunn, the Acting Chief Information Officer, and Doug Freeman, the Director of Digital Strategy at the International Trade Administration in the Commerce Department. Before break, we we're talking about this idea of the new website, the new design, and, and really how that's, it's, it's reduced confusion and difficulties. It's, it's really offered up a, a more standardized approach to the way you guys present your information on the web. But the other thing I imagine it's doing is because it's digital, because things can be changed so quickly, it's also opening the door for maybe more products and services that you're able to offer or different kinds of products and services. Rona, maybe lead us off here and, and talk a little bit about how this transformation, this digital transformation is in some ways making your job harder and easier. A few years ago, there was some working groups that assembled to come up with what the vision was for ITA, and it was called uh, Vision 2020. And so by 2020, we wanted to kind of shape our organization so that we could be, you know, a customer-centric organization, ensuring consistent uh, customer experience, learning and adapting, realigning performance and, and incentive. And then that group really wanted to make sure they understood that we have a wealth of knowledge, that we don't have organized well enough to be able to deliver that all and for people to understand that we have that. Uh, knowledge that they can use to uh, help them with with trading or other things, understanding industries, looking at the best uh, segments to go into and markets to go into. We have all of that information, and so us now getting into this ability to 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 grab onto those that data that we're collecting, understanding what people are looking for and what they can't find when we're looking at the search and maybe there isn't something there, we can now start to look at what new things we can offer to our clients. And so that really positions us in, in, in a very forward-leaning position. And so, Doug, do you want to talk about some examples of the things that you can see that may be possibly things that we'd be looking at or the business is talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Rona. Yeah, to your point, yeah, as we look at the data and, again, now are starting to act and interact with our clients and sort of get their feedback directly and, and understand their wants and their needs, we're, we're starting to re-envision, for instance, how we deliver uh, market intelligence out on the site. So as we are able to see not only basic traffic patterns and stats, but literally see and observe how clients behave with that information uh, on a page, where they're clicking, how far down they're scrolling, how many are looking at that information on a laptop versus a mobile. All of that, uh, we're using all that information and bring it all together to literally reimagine, uh, again, like, as I said, how we present our market intelligence online, how we maybe segment it differently, present it in more dynamic ways. 
how we uh, start to think about things like doing export readiness assessments from a digital perspective and, and again, bringing together a number of different pieces of content and services to deliver that. Things like uh, right now, uh, design and imagining the ability for our customers to come in and essentially create their own business page to uh, basically make folks aware of who they are and what they do and, and to make some of those connections from a business perspective. And, and as Rona mentioned earlier, something we're really, really excited about is the development of a customer portal that will, customer portal capability that will span all of our uh, content and products and services so that clients can increasingly have an even more personalized dynamic. So as they, uh, the ability to save content, to put it into a vault, to then as they interact with our services, sign up for specific services, even some of our paid services, to be able to have all of that information collected and available in one single digital place where they can uh, log in uh, securely and be able to then interact with uh, and personalize all that for themselves uh, is really, really exciting. So that's something we're working on right now and we'll have, uh, we'll have soon. So, so yeah, all kinds of different ways to Rona's point that we're using information to really craft new kinds of experiences, new kinds of products and new kinds of services digitally. I don't know about you, Doug, but when we as journalists started to see the data, it was a little depressing, right? You think, oh, I have this great thing. I put it out there. I wrote this awesome story and nobody reads it. And now you know that nobody reads it because you see the, the data. On the other hand, you see other stories. You go, wow, I'm really surprised how many people read that. Do you have, have you had the same reaction with certain parts of your website going, I didn't think anyone went to that part of the site. And, and now you realize because of the data, everybody goes to that site. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're definitely learning, right? We're learning a lot as we start to dig in and look at the numbers and look at that data. And I think certainly there's, you know, there's been a few things that have surprised us. We had some analytics before, but I think the, the granular level with which we can go down. So for instance, obviously a big part of making ourselves aware to the community of what, of what ITA presents is through the search engines, of course, right? A lot of our traffic comes from organic searches, people doing a search and then linking out to our content. And and one of the things we now have is the ability to see how our content is performing with organic search down at a city and a country specific level. And so uh, that's really good insight because what we can see now, of course, is in some markets, we may be performing well, uh, really well from a search engine perspective and others not as much. And now it allows us to really get in and optimize our content so that we perform in the best manner possible and make our services as aware as possible to people. We are, we, you know, we've, we're seeing other interesting patterns like a heavy amount of uh, traffic from overseas, from foreign countries coming into the press release section of our site. And as we've dug into that, what we've under, uncovered, of course, is a lot of that is RSS feeds that are pulling from our press release for people that are uh, uh, really interested in, of course, AD and CVD case filings and findings, et cetera, a really important part of our business. And so... Uh, you know, the ability to kind of not just see the traffic that's happening there, but to be able to literally dig in and analyze it. Uh, another really, and just one last example, I think, Jason, for you is one of the things we've been really excited about, too, is the ability to see the behavior of folks uh, on the site as they interact with the content. So, again, that ability to sort of say, look, what what device are they coming from? You know, there's uh, you know, are they coming from a laptop or a mobile phone? Because obviously that has implications about how much content you can see on the screen. And then, you know, how far down are they scrolling? And so, you know, very quickly on, we, you know, we put some, obviously a new, that 
part of the website launch included a whole new design, et cetera. And now we were able to very quickly evaluate that design to say, did we put the content in the right place on the page, right? Was the content we put too low or too high based on, to your point, what people are interested in? And so very shortly after launch, we almost immediately started tweaking and optimizing and redesigning some of our page to respond to that data we were seeing. And so, uh, again, I think that connection between the data and then the action to optimize those experiences now, we've that's, again, how we've really fundamentally changed how we approach digital. It's, uh, we think it's really exciting. All right. Good news all around. It's all about the data, as, as we've known for the last uh, 15 or so years, and, and you guys are showing why. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we can finish out our conversation. My guests are Rona Bunn, the Acting Chief Information Officer, and Doug Freeman, the Director of Digital Strategy at the International Trade Administration in the Commerce Department. I'm Jason Miller, and you're listening to Ask the CIO on Federal News Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Ask the CIO on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Rona Bunn, the Acting Chief Information Officer, and Doug Freeman, the Director of Digital Strategy at the International Trade Administration in the Commerce Department. Doug, you mentioned this a couple times previously in the conversation about you have better data, makes better decisions. Maybe walk me through how you guys are using that data, whether it's specifically for your customers, like couple of examples you provided, or maybe more broadly, and maybe that's where Rona comes back into the conversation, to talk more about how you're feeding that data to other parts of ITA to help them make decisions. I'll start with the digital side of it. The, all these digital analytics that I'm talking about in terms of, again, search engine optimization, traffic, behavior, the quality of our site. The great news now is uh, we have made all of that information available literally to everyone throughout all of ITA. Because obviously, as we all know, the, the, the power is in that information and in that data and in positively affecting our analysis and our subsequent decision-making. So unlike in the past, where we did, in fact, have at ITA pretty limited availability of only just a handful of folks that had access to the data, that access is now available to everyone. And we actually are we have somebody, a digital analytics expert on board who works across the organization to get people the information they need. And, and that's through a variety of ways. That's through everything from building out custom dashboards for them to uh, literally our ability to feed the, the data into data visualization tools like Tableau, like Power BI, et cetera, so that individual teams and offices can actually create their own dashboards and match it up with other time series data as part of their analysis. Uh, so it's really getting it out into their hands to, to consume, to analyze, to distill. And of course, we work with them on a, on a daily and weekly basis to do that. And so, yeah, we're really, I think to your point, not only are we producing it, but we're really unlocking the power of the bike of these digital analytics by getting it in the hands of everyone across IPA. We're going to jump in here and talk a little bit about how you set up the technology, the processes, or, or the tools behind this effort that Doug just described. Related to our goal for to strengthen mission delivery capability, we're focused specific, specifically on leveraging data as a strategic asset. So we're currently in the process right now of enhancing our enterprise data services capabilities. Um, we've taken advantage of Microsoft Data Services platform to implement uh, a data services ecosystem that's going to help us to uh, manage data from ingest to visualization. Um, and so that enables us to have that centralized view across ITA of the data that's owned by ITA and curated by ITA. 
The ecosystem also provides us tools um, that are necessary to democratize data to the ITA business unit programs. And where it's appropriate, we're also able to um, hand that over to citizen data scientists that needed to do other analysis for whatever things they are looking to achieve. Within TSI, the chief data officer resides within our group. Um, and so we're, we're really driving strategies and governance for leveraging the data. Uh, we're doing that in partnership with data practitioners and program owners um, across ITA. And so specifically, I just wanted to add, so you asked a little bit about how we're using the data. We are um, working internally, utilizing the data that we're gaining through those visualization tools, bringing that data into our uh, data repositories to look at the administrative processes. And it's really helping us to get more efficient, uh, specifically across uh, HR and managing, uh, looking at our vacancies and our trends within uh, the organization. It's really helping our chief financial uh, officer and staff to advance their processes and be more efficient in that area as well. Uh, Ron, I want to flip back to something you said uh, earlier in the conversation about technology business management, TBM. That is the ultimate data project in many ways for a lot of CIOs. Walk me through how you guys are implementing TBM and the difference it's starting to make. We're really kind of at the at the beginning. Of course, you know, I, I, I told you that it is a, a, key, a key goal of ours to make sure that we are managing IT efficiently. Of course, we, you know, like a lot of IT organizations, you know, we're doing strategic planning and we're thinking about what technologies we want to use. And a lot of times we don't necessarily have the data uh, to look at the cost and really truly understand what we're spending our dollars on and really know if it's providing value. So we really need to get to a holistic approach of that. You know, we've put in some things in customer success. We brought on a CTO so that we could be looking at the technology and the kind of understanding how what value it's providing to the business. But we really, truly have to get that cost in there as well to know if we're deploying the, the funds in the right areas. So we this year, uh, about three months ago now, we started a project, and um we are now in the process of building out a full-service catalog. We actually provide business uh, services to the business that are reimbursable, sometimes reimbursable from an external client or reimbursable from the business from uh, within TSI. And so we have to understand truly what those things cost, right, uh, down to the, to the nitty-gritty details. And we also have to have, have the ability to help our business units plan out their technology budgets for the future. And so we've implemented that. We're building out that, that service catalog. We are going to associate all the costs uh, that it takes to get to deliver the technology services that implement specific applications and products that are offered. And we anticipate that we will be looking at those things and um, helping the business to make real decisions on whether or not they are, are uh, should divert their resources maybe to another product or and using that data that that Doug is pulling in to understand whether or not maybe a new product may be more efficient at helping them to reach their goals. So, that, so that'll give you, that just gives you a little bit of insight of what we're doing um, with a technology business management. We, we anticipate that we're going to, prob going to implement uh, some tools 
uh, early part of next year that are going to automate uh, the functions and help us to maintain the framework that we stand up. What are you guys doing at ITA to ensure there's training, that, that everyone is, is up to speed, especially as you become more of a data-driven organization? It's our vision in, in TSI to be a high-performing, high-impact team that consistently delivers world-class reliability, gives outstanding customer service, and um, is industry, you know, implementing industry-leading innovations. And most importantly, we want to drive ITA's tra uh, digital transformation. And so in order to do that, we can't just have the skills within TSI. We have to have it across all of ITA. So I'll give you a view of what we're doing internally, and then I'll, I'll talk to you about what we're doing for our broader business partners. So internally within TSI, you know, we're, one of, I told you one of our goals is to uh, foster a future-ready workforce, uh, cult cultivate a future-ready workforce. And we tie skill and capability analysis to our strategic planning processes, which we do twice a year. And we create individual development, development plans for each of our staff and making sure that uh, they include the right training and uh, and that they actually take that training. We monitor to make sure that they're taking that training. And we also partner with our um, contractor leadership to ensure that we have the right mix of staff to achieve those future goals. So if we look externally to within ITA, we also have focused efforts to train and educate our, our community and business partners. You know, it's critically important to ensure that our, our clients and business partners have the understanding of the capabilities that are available to them, but also that they learn and practice using them. Um, so we've stood up a user adoption function within our uh, customer success organization that's there to develop adoption plans, technologies that uh, implement the strategies uh, and integrate formal change management framework provide training, and they also measure the success of adoption of particular um, technologies. Adoption to internal technologies as well as, well as um, external products. A great practical example that came with the, the launch of our new website earlier this year, it, it, to really unlock the full potential of that new technology, as I referenced earlier, about the need to change how we do it, that required us to actually design out new roles for people in terms of how they create and enter and then ultimately propagate their content and their services out through our website. And so it was a whole introduction of new roles. And so obviously you can imagine that required a new process to go along with those new roles. And so we had to roll out a very extensive training program that included both live training, uh, on-demand training, uh, across a whole series of different topics. Rona, Doug, this has been a fascinating conversation. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today. So let me thank my guests. Rona Budden is the Acting Chief Information Officer, and Doug Freeman is the Director of Digital Strategy at the International Trade Administration in the Commerce Department. Rona, Doug, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks thank so you, much. Jason. Appreciate it. I'm Jason Miller, and you've been listening to Ask the CIO on Federal News Network. You've been listening to Ask the Chief Information Officer on Federal News Network. Tune in Thursday mornings at 10 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.